Lost Princess, share number 29. How a person lives and what they desire could be two different things. A person can live the most depraved lifestyle, making all the wrong choices. But their desire isn't that. That's what they do because of weakness, because of societal pressures, because they think wrongly that that's going to bring them happiness. But in the depth of their soul, they actually desire Kedusha, holiness. Where there's a will, there's a way. Or Ein Nothing can stand in the way of desire. Even in the, in the darkest place, a person can want to be out of that place, can want the spirituality, can want the connection. And what we said last week is that wanting in and of itself is something that's worthwhile. It's not simply a means to an end. I want to be holy, therefore I do mitzvahs. But the wanting itself has value in itself, separate from the lifestyle that I lead. So in the story, the princess tells the viceroy, whenever you are unoccupied, so whenever you're not living the life that you're, you're doing, all the nonsense in your life, what must you do? You must only yearn, seek and look forward to freeing me. You can always access your innermost desire, the blueprint of who you truly are. So our actions don't need to define us forever. There might be a snapshot of what we're doing now and who we might be in that moment. But behind that moment and after that moment, we could be desiring and yearning to seek, seeking to free that lost princess. Well, in the words of Rebbe Nassim, Rebbe Nachman's student, although it's possible for the eight Sahara to overpower a person, and prevent him from fulfilling all other advice. It's impossible to negate positive will, because regardless of the state one is in, he can say, I want to return to Hashem with a powerful desire. For who is the fool or the deranged one who does not desire the true and everlasting good? Certainly it may be difficult for one person to overcome what they have to overcome. But surely every Jew who believes in Hashem has an extremely strong desire to return to him. But unfortunately, we don't all appreciate the value of the desire to do so. So we judge things by their conclusion. And if nothing is changing, then we assume the person is making no effort. Well, that's wrong. A person could be battling inside of them and their social concerns and their social pressures and really wanting to make that change. And there's a tremendous war going on inside the person. On the outside, it appears that nothing's going on. We shouldn't assume that such a person is not has got no redeeming merits. It could be that they are overcome by their desire, by their the. the the expression of the negative side of who they are, but the desire to do the right thing could be burning inside of them. Or in the words of the author of this book, on page 175, the primary reason for the abstention is a lack of faith in the inherent value of yearning for holiness. Deep within our hearts, an inner voice mocks this service as a waste of time and energy. Yearning for holiness is worthless, it says. Something as simple as merely expressing desire is far too easy to have a true effect on your spiritual position. Friends, let us make no mistake about it. This is the voice of the Sahara. His great awareness of just how precious a Jew's holy desire is to the master of the world compels him to do 
everything in his power to ensure it's never expressed. But the princess knows the truth. She knows that not only isn't holy desire a waste of time and energy, it represents the very purpose of creation, the quintessence of being. All that year you must long to free me, she says. Recovering the princess in our lives will require us to engage in this unique and all-important avoda of service of holy desire. Have a great day.